0: Hello, and thank you for joining You've Been Talkin'. I'm your host, Michelle Yubin, and today we're discussing the keys to an engaging and newsworthy social media presence. What do you say, to whom, how often, and most importantly, when can you be funny? Later, we'll be speaking with Danny Aller, public information specialist for the Florida Bar and one of the founders of the Tallahassee Beer Society about how any brand can engage audiences and create a winning social persona. In the age of social media, celebrities and pundits aren't the only ones who can craft a captivating quip in 280 characters or less. Brands are tapping into the power of social platforms like Facebook and Twitter to cultivate a winning persona. The potential that social media holds is staggering. It can dictate whether something gets catapulted into viral fame or remains stuck in internet anonymity forever. For brands seeking to get their voices heard over the online chatter, A recognizable social persona can be a game changer. But it's no easy task. Messages need to be timely, concise, consistent, and interesting. They need to pique the interests of their target audiences enough to engage them in the conversation. And every audience is different. For fast food restaurants, their wit has to be as quick as their food. Just ask Wendy's. The company's confidence is largely due to its ability to pin down a style that customers relate to and respond to. You may have watched the infamous chicken sandwich feud go down on Twitter. It all started when Chick-fil-A tweeted about having the original beloved chicken sandwich, sparking responses from other restaurants, but it quickly turned into a face-off between Wendy's and Popeye's. Striking the right chord on Twitter means understanding your audience, developing a consistent personality, and copying a tone that engages and maybe even provokes. Okay, that's one thing if you're a fast food restaurant, but what if your brand is a little straight-laced? Well, that's no excuse to check your creativity at the door. The Florida Bar is a perfect example of a buttoned-up brand that's figured out how to have just the right amount of fun on social media. From posts intended to gently gig bar associations in other states, like this tweet. We're not saying the Florida Supreme Court is the most gorgeous Supreme Court in America, but we're also not saying it's not to legal humor, to cat photos for a good cause. The Florida Bar seems to have struck just the right balance. Their audience is a more mature and serious crowd that won't be fighting each other over sandwiches unless it's in court. The Bar has concocted a delicate social blend that's conversational yet informative, professional yet fun to share. Today, we're speaking with the person behind this persona and more, Danny Aller. Danny welcome.
1: Hey thanks for having me.
0: Danny when it comes to social media you have a foot in two very different worlds with the Florida Bar Mm -hmm. and the Tallahassee Beer Society. I take it those are two very different personas.
1: Yeah definitely. Um, You know it's a it's definitely more of a uh, professional setting in the Florida Bar but uh, they give me a lot of freedom to have fun with it. Uh, Be social I guess uh, is the best way to describe it. Um, It's very uh, it's it's taking the bar from uh, you know seeming like their big brother and they only want to talk to you when you're in trouble to you know hey we're here to be able to reach out to us for anything for resources um, for information um, you know some humor occasionally here and there and then obviously with the Tallahassee Beer Society um, you know that's a it's a lot of humor all all, all the time and uh, a lot about beer at the same time so two very different worlds.
0: The bar's social media has really become the gold standard for bar associations around the country What's made it so successful, in your view?
1: Uh, I just think the interaction in general, um, being able to uh, communicate with your members. um, One of the reasons they hired somebody to kind of manage the social media full-time in in 2014 was they felt like they weren't reaching a, a big section of their members. And so the Communications Committee got together and said, Where are we missing them at? Where they're not opening the emails, they're not getting the newsletters, they're not reading the newspaper, where are they getting their information from? And almost unanimously, it was social media. So, you know, really props to them for being forward thinking. Um, They were one of the first bars in the country to have a full time social media person. A lot of bars have fallen uh, in line since then. And I think, just in general, being able to have a relatable, um, you know, voice and tone uh, with, with, you know, how you talk to people about. The different things going on in the bar—you can't just beat them over the head with CLEs and you know news all the time. You have to mix up the, the content, which is really kind of the key to uh, to our success, I think.
0: Okay, let's talk about some of your most successful posts. I love the email like it will one day be read in a deposition. Right.
1: Yeah. Boy, isn't that the truth? It really is. Yeah. That that hit a nerve, I think, with people. It's a it's a meme that's been out there for a while. Very sort of like legal, uh, you know. Uh, word of wisdom, I guess, so to speak. But at the same time, it's also kind of funny.
0: (laughs) Well, and then uh, hashtag lawyers are the coolest. Right?
1: Absolutely. That was a big one for sure. Um, We had a lawyer in uh, Miami that helped get the Rolling Stones to go play down in Cuba, which was no small feat. Um, He paid for the entire thing, set the whole thing up. And when we read the story, I just kind of came up with a hashtag sort of off the, the top of my head with, you know, this is really cool. Lawyers are the coolest. And it just kind of took off. So even to this day, if you go search lawyers are the coolest, you'll still see people still using that hashtag on a regular basis. It's spread all over the world. We had, um, you know, lawyers in the the Philippines and Japan and, uh, you know, across the pond over in Europe that were using it. And, uh, you know, if you trace it back to the very, very beginning of it, it all started with us. So.
0: And and then Love Your Lawyer Day actually landed you in the Wall Street Journal, Absolutely,
1: yeah. And, you know, uh, props to the lawyer in Broward County um, who got this going. Uh, He runs the uh, um, Association for Lawyers' Public Image. And basically what he does is he tries to promote really, really good, positive stories about what lawyers are doing out there. And this is something that he started many, many years ago. It took somebody like us and social media to sort of pick up on it and help kind of get it out there. And now it's really, really big. I mean, if you search social media, you know, uh, on November 1st um, from that hashtag, you'll find a lot of stuff from Love Your Lawyer Day. So
0: Well, I, I can think of a few lawyers I love, so right. I'm going to have <laughs> to let them know Absolutely. today. sure the
1: florida bar appreciates that
0: (laughs) you know you raise a good point about humor Mm -hmm. uh you really need a certain amount of humor to engage your audience especially younger audiences but i think probably everybody right and it's easy for a very buttoned up organization like the florida bar to avoid humor to feel like it's uh it's not
1: uh fitting for the brand so how do you find that line if you're hesitating at all, you should probably ask somebody, you know, at a pay grade above you just to make that call for you to make sure that it's okay, that you're on the right track. And I've done that a few times where it's been like, no, I think this is a little bit, you know, a little too edgy or whatever it is. And I think that Um, You know, when you're able to kind of find that fine line, people then sort of expect, um, you know, a good level of humor throughout the content. And so we post legal humor on Mondays and Fridays. When we first started out, we were doing legal humor all the time. And I think it probably we sort of ran through the gamut of all the legal humor cartoons (laughs) out there. So it was like we'd run out of stuff. At least the appropriate ones. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah. So
0: have you ever had any members complain that anything crossed a line or offended them? Yeah,
1: occasionally. Um, I think when we first started out, people were definitely not ready for us to, to sort of be like out there and talking to them the way that we were talking to them. They, you know, uh, felt like, you know, as a professional organization, we needed to just, you know, be as as as, as boring as possible. There was a, a, a writer who worked for Above the Law um, who wrote a story very, very early on, kind of you know calling out the bars that were stodgy and boring and he was more or less saying don't be stodgy and boring and here's the bars that aren't being stodgy and boring and that was when we were one of them uh, also the new york bar i'm also the american bar association they've all sort of you know picked up on on sort of what we're putting down so to speak and and everybody's social media level game has like raised levels in the last uh, couple of years
0: now let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsor
1: Your brand is so much more than a logo. It's your customer's first impression, the full experience you give your audience. It's what makes you memorable. To tap into your maximum branding potential, check out saxmedia.com.
0: Let's talk about the differences between how you use
1: uh, Facebook versus Twitter versus Pinterest? Uh, membership at the Florida Bar, they're mostly using Facebook and Twitter. Um, the Florida Bar knows that, so we sort of put a lot of emphasis on that. So our strategy is kind of if we're going to put it on Facebook, then we're going to use it. I usually put it on Twitter as well. And if we find it on Twitter, we'll try to move it over to Facebook at the same time. We also limit ourselves to a certain number of posts per day um, to try to, you know, not overdo it, um, not underdo it at the same time. Um, Trying to hit that sweet spot of around, you know, between 13 and 17 posts a day. And the visuals right. are important. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Instagram and Pinterest as well. Uh, Very image driven, um, for sure. If you don't have a good photo for Instagram, you can't even make a post. Um, And Pinterest is the same thing. I mean, you know, you've got to have a visual for some kind of a board there. So I noticed that you uh, promoted a a lot of engagement around
0: the prettiest courthouse. Right, yeah. You know, that that was a a natural to get uh, people, you know, posting their favorites, to get engagement across state lines. Talk to me about that a little bit.
1: Well, I mean... Anytime you can kind of tap into other states and get them to sort of engage back and forth with you, it's always good. I mean, you know, we have a lot of out-of-state members of the Florida Bar that are living in these states as well. They see, you know, their their home bar engaging with you know their their other bar that they're that they're licensed in or their other state that they're licensed in, and it's just a, it's just a great way to sort of. Go back and forth between the the bars. We all have a really good relationship, and you can actually get really good content from them. Even though a lot of their stuff is state specific, you know, if they're talking about professionalism, if they're talking about fast case or some program that you know is uh, goes across state lines, um, you know, it's it's one of those things that you can engage with them and also share their content as well. So
0: that's a good point because I think one thing that people find so daunting is coming up with right. enough content to really right. make a commitment to social media. Right. You know, you've done a great job of repurposing other right. content, putting Absolutely. a new yeah. caption on it. Uh, just today I noticed uh, the, the New York Times quoted Florida Bar News about President Trump uh, changing his residency to Florida. Right, right. Uh, what mix of original content versus repurposed content do you have
1: um i would say it's probably 75 25 for original content we try to 75 percent original yeah i would say so yeah i mean uh, majority we try to um, you know repackage things you know off of twitter maybe screenshot a tweet um we have uh, our bar news stories that we post a couple of times a day um you know we also you know have the legal humor as well Um, we have photos from events and things like that we try to, to only share from other voluntary bars on our sections and divisions. So if we see someone on a personal page that we think would be good for the bar, we can always reach out to that person and say, hey, would you mind if we use this photo and give you credit, and make our own post out of it? Um, people are always willing to do that. Um, but you know, the shared posts, as again, we go back to the Facebook algorithm, share posts don't do as well as the original content. So for anybody who's listening out there, if you can repurpose a post and make your own post, it's much more effective than just sharing a post. Um, you're only going to get Certain posts that are going to go viral, I would say, if you share it because it's already a really good story on their page. That's the kind of the only exceptions. Otherwise, it's always really good to try to make your own content.
0: Well, that gets to the power of a caption right. to promote engagement. Um, not to call it clickbait, but what you title something right. really does matter. Uh, and emojis are
1: important. Don't let anybody tell you emojis are important. <laughs> they get, they get attention. They stand out. Facebook likes them. They'll make sure that the posts get seen. I mean, even if it's just a smiley face or the sunglasses or, um, you know, the, the, the flexing muscle or whatever it is, I mean, try to use an emoji if you can in the middle. If you're talking about rain or snow, throw the rain or the snow in, in there. It just, it's an eye catcher, you know? So I tell people all the time when I speak at these events that, um, about social media, you're competing for people's attention in the scroll at all times. So you've got Which to have is stuff short that as a goldfish. Absolutely. Right? 100%. So you've got to have stuff that stands out. You've got to have a strong image. You've got to have a strong caption. And again, emojis kinda of help it sort of separate it from sort of the the gray, you know, blocky letters where people are just writing and rambling on. So
0: Okay, folks, if the Florida bar can use emojis, right. everybody, everybody can everybody use everybody emojis. Can use right. <laughs> uh I, I noticed one of your captions was it's fine if all 107,000 Florida bar members don't take the time to read this important article about how your law firm can avoid being scammed, but it'd be a lot cooler if you right, did.
1: And most people will get that. That's from the Days and Confused movie back in the day. I think everybody, a lot of people will get that that line. It's a pretty famous uh, movie line, but, you know, and we and we use those. I mean, I might use that line a couple of times a year. I mean, you know, you don't be scared to repeat yourself. I mean, if something works one time don't do it the next day but wait a few weeks and you know maybe a month a couple months like that come back with another you know caption so i mean it's sort of like a catalog of, of these captions you know that you sort of keep in your head uh, that you know which ones at work you know which ones uh, where it's effective at and uh, you know how it'll it'll garner the most interest so
0: so hashtag just adulting. Mm-hmm. Uh, can I say, as the mother of an 18-year-old, how much I appreciate Absolutely. the Florida Bar's yep. award-winning Where was that? App. Where was
1: that around? Whenever I was coming up. Is oh what I my goodness! It's an so, amazing resource.
0: So talk about what that is a little bit. Uh,
1: it's basically for. Uh, it's sort of a self-help guide for anyone who's about to become a legal adult here in Florida. Um, you're 16, 17 maybe you've just turned 18 or you're 19 and you're still clueless and you don't have an idea of how things work which happens a lot with 19 year olds I can attest to that Um, it's a it's sort of like a one-stop shop for you know uh, where do you go to uh, to get your you know change of residency Um, you know if you're moving um, it helps you with uh, you know understand laws like um, you know what is uh, the underage drinking law what can be the fines things like that it's just really a good spot to sort of educate young adults or people who are about to be young adults
0: Yeah, uh, driving my son to leave him at college. Right, right. It was like, what are all the things I haven't thought to tell him now that you're 18 years old? Just give him the Just Adulting website. Tell (laughs) tell him to review it
1: once a day, and there'll be a test.
0: That's right. I'll just tag him.
1: That's right.
0: Okay, so you, you work for the bar. Right. And you... Tweet for and speak for the Tallahassee Beer Society. Yeah. You can have a little confusion there about what bar you're talking about. Right, yeah. <laughs>
1: That's a good point. Um, yeah, so the, the Beer Society, we founded it in uh, 2017, uh, me and a couple other guys. And uh, it's just been sort of like a – we act sort of like the megaphone for the craft beer scene. We want everyone to know uh, around the state and the country how good the craft beer is here. Uh, we truly believe it. It's been rewarding, and it's also been great to, to see people say, you know, you guys make the beer in Tallahassee look so great. I got to come there and try it at some. It's point. great for yeah. the city. Absolutely. So, yeah.
0: give me your favorite uh, one or two social posts that you've done for the Beer Society. Uh,
1: we had a little. Uh, we had a little feud. Uh, probably not as. Uh, probably not as as professional as like what the feuds we have on the on the bar. We had a little feud with Natural Light. Uh, they came out with the Natter Days, and we thought it was a terrible beer. It was a, it was an obvious attempt to try to sneak into the craft beer, sort of do a strawberry lemonated strawberry lemonade terrible version of their beer and so uh, we just kind of were clowning it quite a bit and talking about it on social media until they finally noticed And decided to say something back and then we came back at them and it sort of it kind of of took off from there Uh, people wrote about it in blogs Um, you know our followers jumped all over natural light of course and you know sort of you know pounded them for a while they've got hundreds of thousands of followers so we're very small potatoes so the fact they even responded to us was kind of like all right we got under we we got under their skin a little (laughs) bit there yeah so uh, that one's uh, that one's good and then really any of the bottle share that we do a charity uh, fundraiser we try to do one every month pick a different charity different host and we have um, you know people come out uh, donate money, uh, share some beers at the same time. Those always get a lot of traction. Uh, we arrange safe rides. We arrange food, things like that. So we try to make sure it's uh, you know done really, really professionally, I guess, so to speak. It's As professionally as a beer society can be, right? So.
0: <laughs> well, Danny, thank you so much Absolutely. for being with Thanks us today. Thanks for sharing your wisdom about social media. Yeah, for sure. Today, you've been talking social media with my guest, Danny Aller, from the Florida Bar and the Tallahassee Beer Society. If you want to read more about our conversation, visit saxmedia.com podcast. And make sure to subscribe for more episodes on communication breakthroughs in unexpected places.